It's so good to be here. I, I want to just bless uh, Pastor Benjamin and Sonny and also acknowledging Bishop um, Diane and Peter Robinson here today. Amen. Wow. So what I want to do today, <clears throat> I want to be a prophetic shepherd. I, I've come to move you. When God uh, gets ready to change a season, he sends a prophet. And the prophet is able to move the people and, and actually speak a word for you to grow up in. And so I'm going to be talking about the times of restoration and preparing the way of the Lord. You see, whenever God gets ready to go somewhere, he sends his people ahead. A lot of times we want to send Jesus ahead or send God, but in actuality, he sends you ahead. And he sends you into the dark places, the crooked places, the rough places, the places where there are valleys and mountains. And we have an anointing to make them straight. So I'm going to talk about that. I want to also give you a picture of what restoration looks like if I'm going to announce that these are the times of restoration. We have to understand that in restoration, there's no chastening of punishment. So we want to talk about that so you will know exactly what to look for. And also, I want to talk to you about eating from the right tree. Because we interpret our life and we interpret our situations according to the fruit of what tree we are eating from. And it'll be hard to move you into restoration if you're eating fruit from the tree that God told you never to eat of. So we want to talk about uh, these things. And if you allow me, I want to uh, read from the word of the Lord. And then I'm going to speak uh, from my heart. It is an awesome privilege to steward the souls of people that God gives me uh, that privilege and that honor. That even when people are outside of the purposes of God, a shepherd has power to keep them in their place in his heart. To keep believing for them when they, nobody else believes for them. That's what shepherds do. And I want you to know that everything is fine and I'm excited about the season that you're in. So I'm gonna read from uh, Acts chapter three, beginning at verse 18. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer he has thus fulfilled. I want you to mark that because that is his redemptive work. And you cannot understand restoration if you can't understand redemption. So the, the prophet, this scripture announced that those things that were foretold by the, all the prophets of Christ's suffering is fulfilled. Fulfill. That's his redemptive work. And he says, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshings, that's revival or recovering of breath, may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus. I want you to also remember that he must send Jesus. Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. This is not a hidden message. It's been spoken since the world began by all the prophets. And he says that whom Jesus Christ, whom, whom God would sin, but he is in heaven, 
heaven is receiving until the times of restoration. So I, I announced that the redemptive work is done. Jesus came down in the flesh. He died on the cross. He took all your sins and he nailed it to the cross. He did away with your body of sin, that old sin nature. He, he did away with it. This is the word of God. This is the truth. But many of us are still asking him to take away your sins so you don't believe the redemptive work that he is called finish. Heaven has received him until the times of restoration of all things which God has foretold would be finished. Now what I want to say to you is that if he's finished the redemptive work and he's in heaven waiting to the times of restoration of all things, who do you think should be busy now? The redemptive work is finished. He has purchased, he has redeemed you from all your sins, from the power of death. And now he's waiting for restoration. Restoration is to bring a person or thing back to its proper place or its former condition. That's why all creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And we're waiting again, and we are trying to send Jesus into places that he sends you. Every word that God has spoken by the prophets is meant to be fulfilled. It's meant to be fulfilled. And you fulfill it by believing it and walking it out no matter what is going on. I'm going to tell you what restoration looks like. And I'm going to show you so that you have no excuse but to live it out. But before that, let me just read some more scriptures because we want to hear from the word of God. Just be patient with me. When we get, we, we're going to get there. Speaking from uh, Genesis 2, 16, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you eat of it, you shall die. Isaiah eleven nine says this. They will do no harm or destroy on my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. I want to tell you that the knowledge of the Lord is eating from the tree of life. The knowledge of good and evil is eating from the tree where you get knowledge. And if you're not very careful, even after you're born again, you'll be eating that fruit and you'll be calling something bad or evil that's really God's intention. If you're not careful when you eat of the, from the tree of good, and we want to pause with good because good can't be bad. But it is when you're eating from a tree that God says, if you eat of that fruit of good, from a tree that he told you never to eat of, it's not good. When you eat from the tree of life, you have knowledge of the Lord and you understand that God is good and God alone. So if I'm gonna interpret my season or my time through the knowledge of good and evil, I'm going to miss it. Because I'm not looking at the knowledge of the Lord, which is life. And if you go to John 17, 3, it says, this is eternal life that they may know me. 
that life is knowledge of God. And he said, the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters fill the sea. But right now, it's, it's filled with the knowledge of good and evil. And we struggle to define and interpret our life by fruit that we shouldn't be eating. What you call good, what you call good, when you're eating from the wrong tree, you're going to miss it. That's why most people are struggling when God makes quick shifts. They can't go with him. They, they, they can't transition with God. They can't allow God to do what he want to do without you adding good or evil. This is good, very good, or it is bad. And we're trying to convince God. You know, it's just like saying you're naked. Like saying you are no good. I'm telling you that if we don't get some things right, we'll be talking to God about nonsense. If these are the times of restoration, what does restoration look like? The best picture I have of restoration is the prodigal son. It is so powerful a demonstration, and I'm going to go there, but before that, I want to give you, um, <laughs> this may be silly, but I was talking to a pastor that had fallen. I wish God would, would have used the angels to preach the gospel, but he used mere men with a nature just like all of us have. And he tripped and stumbled. And my job is, I got to get you up. Because you're no good when you are on the ground. So I gave him an illustration about the love of God. And I told him, I said, when you were young, a child, growing up in your home, chances are you spilled some milk. Has anybody here ever spilt milk? I said, in some houses, just simply spilling milk is a capital offense. <laughs> Punishable by death. In some houses, if you spill the milk, they'll say you're stupid. That you're never going to amount to nothing because if you can't keep milk, on the table. And in some houses, they say, you're not going to get another glass. I said, but we can take that, and I want to talk about restoration. I'm talking about eating from the wrong tree. We can take that image, and we can transpose it to God. And I told him, I said, you got to understand that God is good and God loves. And I say, when you spill milk, you know what God does, your father? He wipes it up. And he pours you another glass. Pouring the, another glass is restoration. He said, what if I keep spilling the milk? I say he keeps wiping it up, and he keeps pouring you another glass. And I say he may add some chocolate. <laughs> That's your father. And, and, and I want to tell you that the point is not that he keeps wiping it up, because some people say, well, you know, he, he needs to be punished. No, 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 no. God, he keeps wiping it up and pouring you another glass because he wants you to learn how to love like he loves. 
There's so many people that need restoring. So many people in here, you just name what your spilling of milk is. You need someone to wipe it up and pour you another glass. Now, the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because you're in a season where you got to come and get your picture, your image of who you are from God, the Father. And you got to know that he's about restoration, that these are the times of restoration, and that he is in the business right now of wiping up a whole lot of mess and pouring some glasses so that you can learn how to love, that you can get this image in your heart, that you can't mess up God's plan. You would have to, you, you, you can't mess it up. And so he's speaking to us about times of restoration. He's talking to us about redemptive thinking. He's telling us that we can't any longer look at our lives through the lens of the knowledge of good and evil. That was a big shift in my life. Because when I'm trying to convince God how good I am or how bad I am, I'm just wasting time. God wants to bring us to the place where we understand redemptive truth. How he restores. Because we are supposed to be spiritual people and we're supposed to know how to restore people. We can't look at someone's failure and say, oh boy, they must be bad. I got to look at people through the eyes of God and I got to be ready to wipe up some milk. And I got to be ready to pour another glass and that's where we are right now. God is sending you into places where there's going to be a lot of spilled milk. There's going to be a lot of places where it just seems like you would rather send someone else ahead. Maybe on your job, there's a whole lot of crooked things going on. And you don't know you've been sent ahead. You keep asking Jesus to come and he says, no, I'm sending you. See, there's a lot of places that he says every valley shall be exalted. There's a lot of low places. Let me give you an illustration of a low places, place. And you may think this is repentance, but I hopefully when I'm done, you won't think this is repentance. Low self-esteem when you messed up like the prodigal son, and you've said, give me everything I have coming, and the father just gives it to you. That's the first thing that caught my eye. He didn't argue and say, boy, you're not ready. You're going to mess it up. He just gave him what he had coming. And he took it, and he messed it all up with riotous living, with prostitutes. And he came to a place where a famine, and he began to be in want. And he was sent into a field to feed the pigs of someone that he didn't know. He came to a place where he wanted to eat with the pigs, but no one would give him anything. I'm glad that we can only go so far with God. I'm glad that he don't allow us to eat with pigs. But this is his redemptive love where this young man is being chastened now so that he could come to repentance, so that he could come back to his father and be restored. 
it is hard sometimes to understand God when we're looking and eating things that we shouldn't be eating. God is never afraid of you going your own way because, as I said, he gives shepherds to steward and keep you in your proper place. And so this boy, he comes into a place where he's chastened. And you know, chastening come so that you can come to repentance. And when repentance comes, you know what repentance look like? When you say, I'm going to go back to your father. Now, this is how we think repentance really is. And this is how the young man, he said, I'm not worthy. Oh, please. That's a low mountain. It's a low valley. You need to be raised up. You cannot communicate with God with those type words. The boy said, I'm not even worthy to be your son. Make me as a hired servant. Can you imagine someone praying to God and telling him to do less than what he can do? Make me, make me less than a, a son because I'm not worthy. And God would say to you, Have, who told you you're not worthy? Have you been eating from the tree that I told you not to? Because now you're telling God I'm not worthy. I've done really bad things. You see, we look at speaking to God about repentance with telling him I'm not worthy anymore. And you know, God didn't even answer. Because restoration has to do with giving you more or giving you the best. Now, when I've been eating from the wrong tree, I'm thinking about how good and what I've done. And when I'm eating from the tree of life, it's all about what Jesus has done and what he's doing. See, that's why we can't give real praise and real worship. Because we think that it's, it's, it's our effort, our human effort at being good. And good is an enemy when you're eating it from the wrong true tree, when it's fruit from the wrong tree. And you're, you're trying to convince God that you're good enough or you're telling him you're not worthy, that you're evil enough. And God is saying it's not what you do. It's what you believe. Now, God is not going to leave anyone. He didn't leave that young man. That young man came to the end of himself, and he himself said, I believe I'll go back to my father's house. He said that in my father's house, that even the servants have food and despair. That's repentance. That's when you turn to God and you put your faith in Jesus. That's when you turn, biblical repentance is turning and putting your faith in Jesus. The repentance that we have been talking about is I'm not worthy, God, oh, God. And to make the ugliest face and think that's <laughs> repentance, oh. You see, you can't fall. The father was waiting for the son and he said this, that he was lost, my son. He was dead, my son, but he has returned. In all of that, he was still his son, and he still had an inheritance. So when we leave and we go out, and every last one of us, sometimes we need some experiential knowledge. Sometimes we have to see how far we can go and, 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 and find out that you can't go outside of God's love. Some of you are trying now. Some of you are in that low valley and you don't know that God is with you, watching over you. Now, why am I saying this? Because you're in a season of restoration. 
You got to look, look for the best. You got to look for not what you have done to earn it. It's, it's so hard to, to get the best to people that think they have to earn it because you will always disqualify yourself because something is wrong with you when you're looking through the eyes and you've been eaten from the wrong tree. You know, the first thing Adam and Eve did when they ate from the wrong tree, they discovered they were naked and they sowed fig leaves. Fig leaves were never supposed to cover sin. Or Fig leaves were to bear fruit. And they took something of God's creation and made it do something it wasn't created to do. They hid after that because they were afraid of the presence of God. I'm talking about when we just so messed up until we look at things that are happening and we interpret it through knowledge of fruit that we shouldn't be eating. God said it's good, like, like David. David said, it was good for me to be afflicted. There is no way in a Bible-believing church today that we even want to come close to the afflicted. It's not good for any pain whatsoever in the church. And we wonder what happens when we start fulfilling our purpose and we start growing up and God starts sending us out. We wonder why he sends us into certain places and we argue with him. I shouldn't be here. This is beneath me. As you're speaking in tongues, God, you made a mistake. You got me in the wrong place. There, there's nothing but darkness here. That's why you bring in the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. That we come into these places and we are supposed to speak speak the word of the Lord. We are supposed to speak comfort. We are supposed to speak the word of the Lord and we sing everything but what we believe. That God through you will change things. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Now let me just say this. This church is so powerful, you can send people, teams, to Indonesia. Where witches are saying, you're not going to come in here. And you all go right in there. You know why? Because you expect that there's going to be warfare in Indonesia. But when you send a team to San Francisco, oh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, there's some things wrong, but you don't know that, 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 that when you come into a place, there's some crooked places that you are to make straight. There's some rough places that you are to make smooth. There's some high places of pride and arrogance that they say no church is going to survive in this city. This is my city. And God sends you, mere people, mere people. And we get over there and we're in warfare. In warfare that messes with your mind. So much warfare until you forget who you are. You even forget why you're there. You lose track and you're dealing with peripheral things. You're dealing with nonsense. And, 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 and bringing all of the power of prayer to swat fleas. Because the fleas irritate me. And the devil just wants to steal your purpose. 
He can't, he can't hurt you. He just make you believe that you are nothing and you want to give everything over and you forget and you are, you are in the midst of bringing to an end of a ruling spirit that said, I'm not giving San Francisco up. In the midst of it, if you are eating from the tree of life, that's the knowledge of the Lord, you cannot lose. I'm telling you, I, I look at everything different. When he says it's restoration, I believe it, even though when seasons change, you know, it, it's winter now, but it, it, it feels sometimes warm. It doesn't even feel like autumn. It feels almost like summer. But I know it's winter. So the prophet comes, he announced that your warfare is over and to speak comfort to you. And you hear a chain rattling. And you don't know. Or, God forbid, you spill some milk. I imagine that a lot of you have spilled milk in this season. I mean, you, you, you want to disqualify yourself. Something's wrong with you. Something you need to hide. And, 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 and because the devil is working overtime in your mind. He just wants to move you away from truth. That's why I started out by speaking of redemptive truth. No, God is not afraid of what you may do. That young boy said, give me everything you have. And, and God just gave it to him. Why? You must be God or something. You, you're not worried that he's going to just mess up? Yeah, he messed up. He squandered everything. He did exactly what we would have feared. My son came to me and said, I want, I'm moving to L.A. Oh, I was trying to hold him back because Hollywood is evil. Oh, oh. And then God has, has to make me eat from the tree of life again. You know, had to remind me, you gave him to me when he was a baby. I can do whatever I want with him. See, even pastors start eating from the wrong tree and, and, and trying to interpret things as bad or good according to a fruit of knowledge that he said, the day you eat of it, you're going to be, you're going to die. It wasn't physical death, it's separation where you can't hardly hear what God is doing is seeing what God is doing, and so you're telling God you're not worthy. You're telling God that you're good enough. You are in a high mountain sometimes, and you're in a low valley. And my goodness, God don't know where he's going to find you in the morning when you wake up. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so crooked, I don't know. <laughs> oh, your father stewards your life. They're hiding, and God comes at the, at the regular time. He comes, and he has to ask him, where are you? These are things that we do. I'm trying to help you in your prayer life. I'm trying to help you in your life, period. Stop eating from the wrong tree. Start entering to restoration. The chastening comes before. Fathers, all we know how to do is discipline. And we are supposed to be setting love as an example. Anything that's any good is a manifestation of love. That's why I'm talking about restoration. Forgiveness. Where you begin to see the love of God that cannot fail. When you begin to see why God would give stewardships to men to watch over souls, I don't, that don't make any sense to me. God, 
It, you begin to understand why God would, would begin to do things or trust you when you, in your flesh, you're going to mess up. But he doesn't look for anything good in your flesh. Only you are looking for something good to come out of your flesh. There is no good thing in my flesh, Paul says. Absolutely sure of it. Because Paul had a temper. I'm going to close in a little bit, but I went through restoration of our home, and it lasts for three months. And I had people in there all times of the day. Everything was turned upside down. I tell you, in restoration, even a good Christian pastor, amen, Jesus, amen. <laughs> can push you into a place where you say things that you didn't even know you remembered how to say it. And it's on a Saturday, and you got to preach the next day. That's when I learned that Nothing slips up on God. And things don't change because you think they do. I learned how to rejoice and be glad in what God is doing. The only qualification for being restored is you have to have Falling down. Yeah. Messed up. And he's saying this is the time of restoration. And he's saying that you spilled milk. And I've tried to teach you how to wipe it up for someone else and pour them another glass. Looking at people and judging them by the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. You are do more harm than good. Looking at people and saying, why do you have to go? Not understanding that, that sometimes even in, 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 in where outbursts of temper, God is expanding his kingdom when preachers are fighting. And then some say, I'm getting ready to leave. And, and Paul said, go on about your way. Somebody that he had worked with and, and knew, he, he got to the point where, 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 where he was glad to be separated. Because we don't like change. Oh, my goodness, I was holding on to my son. I was holding on. Because I didn't want change. Every time God is fulfilling purpose, it, it just doesn't look right. Matter of fact, when you're being led by the Spirit, this is how I know. Because my flesh is crying bloody murder. I mean, God is leading you. I don't see where there's anywhere to go. <laughs> God, this doesn't feel right. You, 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 it's just everything. I don't want to go. That's when you're being led by the Spirit. And you say, I don't want to be led by the Spirit. Because it sure enough exposes every place where I'm not trusting in God, where I'm leaning to my own understanding, where I have the taste of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil in my mouth, and I've acquired this taste. It tastes so much better than life. That's why you don't read your scripture, right? Oh, well, you read it sometimes, right? Once or twice a week. And you wonder why you think like the world or you think like. And you wonder why when something happened, your first conclusion is 
that this is very bad. I know, I, I, I'm telling you, I wish that I was an angel just come down here and preach this, but I had to live it. That's why I know, I, I know that uh, God is able to keep what belongs to him. He, he's able to, to keep, but, but what he, he doesn't have time for in this season where you're coming trying to convince him that you're not worthy. But sonship, to receive the inheritance of the word. So I got excited last night, and I'll tell you why. I got excited because I'm coming here to move you into a season where you're not going to be looking at the tree that he tells you not to and desiring. It's not enough. Oh, I, I want to eat it. You know. It's a lot of wasted time. You, 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 you're not about your purpose. You, you want to eat it so you can make sense of your life that God says all is well. Man, I, I wish God would. I remember maybe you guys never got in a tight place where you, you need some money and you go into your prayer closet and you're praying to God. God has never slipped me a couple of bucks to get me through. <laughs> He never broke me off any money in my prayer closet. He, he simply said, all is well. It's going to be, it's going to be all right. God. He, I'm telling you, but when you're looking at things, you're telling me, oh, God, you don't know how close it is that I'm to the edge. And don't. I'm coming after this. Don't, oh, I messed up, so I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Living hope, sons and daughters, God has the best for you. But you got to receive it. He wants to clothe you with the robe of his love. We've forgotten that the only reason we're here, the only reason we are created is to be loved. And love is giving. We misunderstand love with lust. Lust is taking. Love is giving. That's why your Heavenly Father won't take the glory that's due his name. You have to learn to give it. But everything you need, it comes through his word. Sometimes when we are struggling the most, like I was during these last three months, I didn't even believe I was saved anymore. Struggling so until I have to learn once again that the blood of Jesus is the most powerful thing that is able to wash away your sin. That even when you do something wrong, you are not what you did. Not in the Father's eye. And so when I, 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 I struggle, I struggle just to make sense of, of things, of what was going on. And he said, stop eating from the tree that I told you not to eat of. all I've learned how to do. I, I, that's my whole life. And you is trying to determine what's good or bad and not looking through the eyes of God and knowing that he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is always good. And he always means you well. And even when you don't know it, he may not be saying anything. He's always looking for you to turn. And, and, and he's looking a long way. And when you decide, and I, I want you to learn, because we, we're learning how to wipe up milk when someone has spilled it and restore the glass full. I want you to allow God to bring you back into the place. Thanks.
that he has taken away your sin. I know we're not worthy and we always ask him, oh Lord, please take away my sin. He said, I've done that. I am the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. And the only way we can give him glory now is to be thankful. And I had to walk that out again. And I came into this place because we always think we've done something wrong. We always, we are convinced we've done something wrong because something that we interpret as not good is happening. Church, restoration is good. It is built on the foundation of what Jesus has done that he called finish or fulfill. He's sending you in every place that's crooked to restore. Bring people up. How do I do that? I gotta see them in the light of Jesus. The people that we would just pass right by and say they're not good. The people that's over in the pig pen that wanting to eat with the hogs. We get as far as I can from them. The people that have seemingly messed up. Your warfare is over. have the victory in San Francisco. I didn't ever say, I didn't say that you won't ever have another battle to fight. But the one in San Francisco you won. And the victory is yours and everything that is happening is good. And I'm not going to question and I'm not going to be sorrowful and I'm not going to be complaining saying, what are you doing? bishops have to say how they kind of trip. And my wife just called me bishop. And you don't know how that knife hit me in the heart. <laughs> After I had act of food, she said, Bishop? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for the blood and for his right way. proper place and you just need to recognize that, 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 that there's nothing you can do to improve yourself don't take something that was created for another purpose and try to make it useful for you to cover let the fig tree give the fruit of figs don't use the leaves to cover up your nakedness don't hide from God 
run to him. Stop trying to tell him what he needs to do. After all, Adam didn't even know he was alone until God told him. And then he said, I'm going to make him a helper. That's to somebody that's wanting to get married. And just bothering God. And telling you to all. Shout of praise. 